Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Should be the final play before the two-minute warning. Third and ten. Trubisky to the end zone, and it's going to be picked off. It's Adrian Amos who comes back to haunt his old team. The Chicago safety who signed as a free agent. It's terrible. Yeah, absolutely terrible. It's unacceptable. There's no, there's no excuses. The, every fan that showed up from Chicago today, that was a Chicago Bears fan, should, they should be upset. They have every right to boo. Every right to boo. So um, we get it. That we, I, the way they showed up tonight, and how crazy rowdy they were, and how supportive they were of our team, they deserve better, and and uh, that's what we need to do. Welcome back to the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, he was down there live and in person uh, and in the locker room with us after the ball game, Mike Clements from NFL Serious Radio. So, Mike, uh, boy, you talk about a fan base that was really hyped up for this game, but they had a little trepidation, and now it turns out rightfully so. I love that football game last night. There might be people that sat at home and watched it and said there wasn't enough scoring, but I love that football game for several reasons. I mean, the first one is nobody predicted that outcome. Right. Nobody predicted, you know, that. Um, I, I love some of the big plays that happened in that, that game. Um, you know, the, the game was about the guys on the line, the guys in the trenches, duking it out all night long how the Bears came with that incredible physical uh, defense that they've got that we knew about and chasing down Aaron Rodgers, and then how the the Packers' veteran offensive line found ways to fix it and how Matt LaFleur and Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers put their heads together and said, okay, what techniques, what kind of scheme can we do? We anticipated this. What are some things we can do to get away from that and and still move the ball and still run the LaFleur offense, you know, with the triple fakes in the backfield? Etc. Aaron Rodgers looked exactly the way I thought he would. He, you know, I, I was saying to people, don't worry about the preseason thing. He looked great in camp. He's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still got, you know, all the tools and all that. And, you know, the third thing I liked about it, for the 100th anniversary of the NFL, 10-3, to 3, I mean, that's the Canton Bulldogs and the Acme Packers. Right, you know? that's, right. That's what, that's what the score was 100 years ago. And, and, and the other thing is this. Do you know who hates the 85 bears the most anyone who has played for the chicago bears since 1986 right oh I mean, my god yes and and i you know when we covered the 2006 bears with Erlocker and that group when they ended up losing uh to uh, the colts and peyton manning down in miami you know these bears have been told this group here these bears have been told hey man you guys look great you're probably a super bowl team that's what this team went into thinking last night and who did they bring on the field just before the kick Ladies and gentlemen, the 1985 Bears. Right. Like, you know, it's almost like the 72 Dolphins, man. It's like the poison pill. Or the, or the 82 Brewers. Or the 82 Brewers, exactly. You know, and I think that's where LaFleur is so right about 
I know the great history and tradition of this team. Well, I'm trying to make history with these guys now, okay? And, it, you know, we've got to be in the now right now. So I'll tell you what, man. The Packers put a dagger into that locker room last night. And there's some veteran players that were pissed. Allen Robinson, the wide receiver that the Bears brought in in free agency from the Jags a couple of years ago, big, tall receiver. Um, he was pretty upset at his locker last night. You, you know it's a wins and losses bottom line league. So from that standpoint, how disappointing is tonight? It's very disappointing. You know, at the end of the day, you put all the work in over the summer and the course of the offseason because you want to go out there and win. You know, again, I mean, this this wasn't this wasn't the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, we know it was a big game. You know, it was a division game. You know, it was a home game. You know, um, our goal is always to protect Soldier Field and the and to win the division. You know, so today, you know, we lost the division game. We didn't protect Soldier Field. You know, so we gotta we gotta figure it out. I know you guys will look at the tape and, and figure out what didn't go right tonight. But you know, initial thoughts: what what didn't go right tonight from you guys? Standpoint? Like I said, I mean, we was we was we was too much behind the chains. You know, too 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 early on. You know, again, I mean, um, we didn't we didn't move the ball on first and second down. Way too many third downs. Way too many third and longs. You know, that's what it came down to. You know, a lot of people are gonna say, well, if you guys had played a little bit more in the preseason, I really could care less what anybody has to say about that. So that's literally nonsense. I, I mean, the defense didn't play either. So, I mean, what are we talking about? So, look, the defense, their defense played really well. Their offense didn't do much of anything, and the Packers' offense didn't play very well. I mean, these were two defenses, and and I dare I say it, the better defense last night was the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, you know, I love how all the second-guessing, too, that's going on. You know, that that old song, The Bears Still Suck. Uh, I love the headline today on our sister station, The Score in Chicago. It's, yeah, the Bears suckered us again. (laughs) <laughs> right, because you know, they really thought that they were going to just beat up on Green Bay last night in the opener, uh, you know, off of the the way the Bears finished toward the end of last season. And what about the kicker thing, man? You know, after the double doink and they get rid of Cody Parkey, they that scouting department bill had nine months to solve this situation, and the only score they had was what in the first quarter when the Andy Pinero hit the field goal, and later in the game when they're 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 from fifty one, Matt Nagy doesn't give to have the confidence to put his current place kicker after a nine-month search out there then they end up taking a delay a game i mean they are pulling their hair out down here about that situation mm-hmm. as well right well and, put it this way though mike their kicker three the rest of their offense zero well that, that too that too and then it's mitchell trubisky mm-hmm. you know is it they could have taken patrick Mahomes in that draft yeah. instead of all the you know oh my god and, you know, Mitch, good kid, athletic kid, but he played last night the way he played last year. I watched tape of last season, and he, this guy is in spurts. And so, as I've said before, in the game at Soldier Field last year, Matt Nagy finally got him in, in, a, in a great discipline. In a mode. He's not an undisciplined player, but he's at his best when he's just the short thinking dunks and the play action and the triple fakes. You know, Matt Nagy's got the same thing going on as all these Sean McVay coaching tree guys, including LaFleur. And so that's what they've been able to do. They're not going to be a big point offense, but they're going to keep the ball away. And they they were dominating time of possession last night. They had the first 10 minutes of the first half due in part of their defense with the three and outs on Aaron Rodgers and that group. But here now, it's 10-3, you're at home, and now you got a 14-play drive. The Bears started out their own 25. They get down into the red zone. And then he throws that pick. I mean, what a crazy ending of all the people on the Packers. It's the former Bear who turns free agent and comes to Green Bay who gets the pick. And Mitchell Trubisky 
talking about throwing that interception in the end zone, picked off by Adrian Amos. That was a frustrating one. I wish I would have had that one back. It felt really good when it left my hand, and I thought I put it in a good spot for A-Rob. Uh, didn't didn't uh, keep my eyes on the safety long enough, and uh, it looked like there was a little contact there, and maybe I should have went in a different spot, but we kind of were, were in our stuff rolling there, and that's one where I just got to protect the ball and try to find the completion. Mike, I was saying this morning, I was driving back late last night, and I had heard that. I was listening to our post-game show with Joe, the OT, and I was listening to uh, the score down in Chicago, and I heard that, and it hit me. They traded up to get this guy, and they were complaining as I'm driving back. I'm listening to Hubba Arkish and them do the post-game show, and they're saying how you can't put it in his hands, you can't give it to him, you got to do better, you know. And I'm thinking, this is the guy you traded up to get as a franchise quarterback, and you're telling me he can't handle the pressure or can't get you there, which clearly means you made a mistake. But the one thing that it hit me when in listening to him talk, it sounded like a high school kid that was trying to make a decision into which college he was going to go to and which hat he was going to put on at a press conference. Yeah, it yeah. didn't sound like an NFL quarterback. No. You listen to Brady and Rodgers and Roethlisberger and Breeze and Wilson and, and, and Patrick Mahomes. You listen to all these guys. They're very intelligent. This guy's not. He's not going to get it. Bill, go back to your interview with Patrick. When he was a rookie right. in the league, and you talked to him at Super Bowl, right. he's a smart kid. Yep. And this is, I mean, in the interview process, the, the Bears have made so many great moves under Ryan Pace. But what were you thinking? Where's? Where, did you really think this guy was going to be on that level? He was a kid, and he was very athletic. And sure, you know, you were, you know, you were, you knew something that the rest of the world didn't know about going after this guy. But what in in an interview said to you? that this guy was ready for the, the big time to be, you know, one of the elite yeah. in terms of the X's and O's. And, and, and after a game like that, that play last night, that's going down in Packers bears history. That's no different than the bears lining up in 85 and give you know, Mike Ditka giving the ball to the fridge. Right. You know, that's yeah. a huge plays with, with all of it. You're into this kid's hit the head now. I mean, he's on a big stage. He's 26 of 45 with a crappy quarterback rating of 62 one. And listen to Tremont. Listen to Tremont say, you know what our game plan was? Let Mitch Trubisky have the ball. Yep. We wanted to make Mitch play quarterback. We knew they had a lot of weapons. We knew they were dangerous. We knew, we knew all of those things, but we knew if we could make Mitch play quarterback that we'll have a chance. That is right there the equivalent of uh, Charles Woodson yelling, same old Jay. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. Exactly. And the Green Bay Packers come in, upset the Bears, and go home for five of their next six. But tonight come away with a win, 10-3. to After that last kneel down, I held on that ball because I wanted to give it to Matt. Um, and like I said, it's a big deal winning your first NFL game um, as a head coach, and I'm happy for him. Obviously, it's a lot of fun working with him. And, you know, I told him I'm going to be a lot better moving forward. But uh, I'm excited about the season. I'm excited about these guys. Welcome back. Bill Michael's show continues on. Those words you hear coming out of uh, Aaron Rodgers, talking about Matt LaFleur giving him the game ball. And, you know, Matt LaFleur gets his first win as a head coach and does it on, on a night in which they kick off the 100th season of football in Chicago at Soldier Field, a hostile environment, going up against the defending NFC North champs with the best defense in the league and you out defensive. I mean, just, you know, offensively it wasn't pretty, but defensively it was a thing of beauty. And 
uh, to see the ability and the frustration for that uh, defense to have the ability to to just really get in the head of Mitch Trubisky and Matt Nagy was something we hadn't seen in a while. Mike Clemens from NFL Serious Radio joining us uh, in in Chicago. So, Mike, uh, now you start to think about this out this defense because they didn't get Khalil Mack, but they took that money, they spread it out, and they made. I said there's two ways: you can raise the tide with one big boat, or you can get a lot of boats and put them in the water, and they'll still raise the tide. It seems like the tide's been raised. Remember last spring, Mark Murphy told us, listen, we were in the Camille Mack uh, sweepstakes, and we think at the end of the day, the Raiders took the Bears over us last year because they thought that we would have the better record and they would get a higher draft pick in the first round if they did business with the Bears. And and at the end of the day, too, Khalil Mack coming to the Bears and the tradition here in Chicago of, you know, defenses – that's a better market for him to be in just, you know, for post-career. He's the next locker, the next Dick Butkus and all that. Tremendous player, tremendous strength for six foot three, 243 pounds. But, I mean, here's the deal. So the Bears spent $90 million. They got one player. The Packers spent $57 million, and they got two players. They got two offensive line, two, two offensive linebackers. Preston Smith, who what? comes up with the sack, the key sack at the end of the game and, and, and puts away Mitchell Trubisky. And Zadarius Smith, you know, you get rid of Clay Matthews. Uh, you move on from Mike Daniels. We cut him the first day of training camp. Um, and, you know, you're, there's kind of a void there. You're, I mean, you got Tremont, but really, who's going to be the leader moving forward? And I thought I had a hunch it was going to be Zadarius. Although he was kind of hiding out, man. He, he talked to us once or twice during camp and once or twice during the OTAs, but he does not. He did not want to. He wanted to fly under the radar. But last night, man, he was standing there tall and proud. He had a sack. This, this defense had five sacks with these new guys that came in last night. And he talked about he loved the communication. He said that Adrian Amos, his teammate from the Bears that got that interception, it was like a called shot. And Zadarius emerged last night in a in a defense celebrating the locker room as their leader. Like I was telling the guys earlier, man, we had to execute and we did the little things, man, and they couldn't stop that. So I'm just glad uh, we got the W, man. We play them again, uh, play them again in December, and uh, we're just gonna prepare for next week and get ready for next week. And you held the division defending champs to three points <laughs> at home. How you feel about it? Wow, it's impressive. Yeah, most I definitely. Mean, really. Most definitely. And then, and then Adrian, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. See, Double A, he said that. Uh, I'm going to tell you a quick story, man. We was at our pregame meal, and he said, I have to make a play. This is going to be a big game. We're going to be watching. I was just here for four years. So to make that big play at the end of the game, towards the end of the game, man, was big. And uh, we're going to pat him on the back, man, because that was a great, great job by him. What a call, you know? I mean, called his own shot. Said he needed to make a big play for them to get a win, and damned if he didn't, you know? That's what winners do. That's what veterans do. I mean, look at the things you've done. You got rid of a knucklehead like Josh Jones, you know, who I understand is, has, allegedly has interviews with the Vikings and the Lions. Okay, well, go ahead. I mean, listen to the, this veteran who's recognizing things. Wait, we talked to Adrian. Humble? back there in the corner you know we had to go after him he, he wasn't seeking the spotlight like dude you made a big play what did you see on your interception off of Allen Robinson and Mr. Trubisky they did the play a couple times and uh, he missed it uh, one of the times he was open on it and they did it again and they um, they didn't hit it so I'm saying if they line up there again we're gonna get that play and so I just you know Tremont made him 
throw it a little high, and then I just broke on the ball. I look. I, I thought Tremont played a tremendous game. I mean, I know he had a couple of a uh, couple of key uh, penalties, and the one I thought was a little ticky tack because I didn't. Well, I was watching him specifically with the binoculars at that point. I didn't see the the foul. He didn't grab anybody. He just had his arm around him, and they do that all the time. As long as you're not grabbing him and impeding his ability to move, so I thought he got kind of screwed on that. But I thought Tremont had a, had a solid game too. Well, I love the play that he had though too when the receiver, I think it was Robinson had caught the ball in the air and he pushed him, you know, and it wasn't, uh, you know, unnecessary roughness or pass interference. He just pushed him right there in the chest. They're both airborne, but he just tapped them enough so that when he came down, the foot was going to miss and go out of bounds instead of inbounds. And, you know, he prevented a a 35-yard pass down the right-hand side late in the game last night. This is what I love about what I saw in that locker room last night, Bill, is communication, veterans, all IQ and smarts. You know, you talk about the route tree, you know, for folks that don't know that. So, uh, you know, receivers run what they call a route tree. kind of looks like a clock. If a nine route straight ahead, that's a goal route. If you run an, an eight, that's down and then a 45-degree angle and what we call a post. You know, you run to the middle of the field. A seven, that's the fade route. That's the corner route where they're going to go down and then go to that back corner of the end zone. And that's what Adrian Amos said to Tron says, I think they're going to run that seven again. And so Stacey Dales from NFL Network, who, you know, has been on the show several times with you, um, she got this interview with Tremont, and he talked about that route tree and the communication from Adrian Amos for the game, for the play that prevented the Bears from tying the game last night. Still stuck on the Adrian called that play. Can you take us back, like, detailed through <clears throat> they, that moment? Okay, so they, they ran the play uh, earlier on the drive also. Same thing. Still stuck on the Adrian called that play. Can you take us back, like, detailed through <clears throat> they, that moment? Okay, so they, they ran the play uh, earlier on the drive also. Same thing. Um, Adrian said they ran a seven round. I said I felt it. I didn't quite see it, but I felt it. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, and he said, they're going to come back to it. I was like, okay, I said, I'll be there. And nonetheless, they came back to it. I saw him running the seven rod. I turned right into him. And I did, obviously, I couldn't see Amos because he was he was behind me, but he made a heck of a play. And then what did you say after to each other? <laughs> I don't even know what I said. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> I don't know what I said, but, man, we was having so much fun. And that's what it's about. Um, I think in this game, fun, get lost kind of in the front of you, but we got to bring this fun back all the time, all the time. We got to have fun all year long. That's what it's about. That's the theme of the year, having fun. And if we can do that, we'll be where we want to be. That's uh, that's some insight, and, and I get what he means by he said, I felt it. I, didn't, I couldn't see it, but I felt it. He, he kind of knew what he was talking about, Mike, and that's when you start to get to that, that level your instinct now you're playing just to play you're playing loose you're playing free and now you're playing with that instinct you're not uh, you're not any longer trying to play with your head you're playing with your instinct the other thing i was blown away was i was really excited to see the bears new running back david montgomery a kid by um he's out of the cincinnati area Mm -hmm. yeah that's school called mont helens or something like that it's a division three school really smart young man you know you He's one of these guys that takes the uh, the eyeglasses off and puts them up on the shelf of the locker and puts on his helmet and shoulder pads. Very intense, interesting young man, and he's got some moves. He kind of he's kind of built when you see him a little bit like Amon Green, but as when Amon you know he used to run straight up and just burst and all that. This guy's got some burst to him. I don't know if he can have 85 yard runs, but he can find the open hole. He leans forward. He can juke. 
So, you know, he looked pretty good for his first NFL game last night. Six carries, but only they held him to 18 yards. Mike Davis, you know, he only had the five carries. The Bears stopped running the football, and that's what this thing is supposed to be based on, to help out Mr. Trubisky. And I talked to Dean Lowry, the Packers defensive end, you know, taking over from Mike Daniels. I said, were you surprised that you got in the second half? It's only a 10-3 game, and the Bears gave up on the run? Uh, a little bit, you know. We, we knew that was the, you know, the, the start to the game was a lot of runs for them, so we knew that was uh, going to be a big part of the game. But I think it shows that you know we have a very good D line and they want to attack us in different ways. So you know we'll always be ready for the run game. That we're you know run first defensive team, but um, if they don't want to run the ball, they got to press the passer. No, it's great. I mean, we were excited after the locker room. Um, you know, Coach Pat was smiling. You know, we got after it. So this is a great start to the season. Momentum right now is in our favor. We got to keep it going. And, Mike, I know defensively speaking, things look good. Offensively speaking, they had the one drive that I thought was pretty well scripted. It was thought out. It was quick. You get in and out of the huddle. This was what LaFleur likes to do. I don't know why later on in the ball game, uh, you know, the comments were made. It looks like they were drawing it up in the sand because that's what it looked like. But that drive, for that moment in time, that glimpse, that was the glimpse that we got of what the Matt LaFleur offense should look like. Yes. That's the one you're going to see. That's the bread and butter, you know, the misdirection and spreading the ball around. How about throwing the ball to Mercedes Lewis? Three targets last night, two catches. I think that was, I think that's what he had for the entire year last year. And I knew this. I, I thought, well, I was surprised that Brian Goodikins brought him back. And all I could think was, you know what, McCarthy and Philbin, they, or, and Rodgers, they under, underutilized this guy. You know, Gudikins is like, put the ball in this guy's hand. I don't care how slow he is. He's kind of like Gronk. You know, nobody can bring him down. He's too damn big. So I love that they got him involved last night. But you're right. And that touchdown drive, you get the ball to Devontae. You, then you hit MVS. Your guest tonight, you're gonna, I know you're going to talk to Marquez Valdez-Scanling tonight for the deep ball, 47 yards downfield, because nobody on that field can keep up with that 4-3-6-4 speed. And then Jimmy Graham in the red zone of the touchdown hello and i talked to right tackle brian blog about that's what it's supposed to look like right mm-hmm. yeah i mean that i mean kind of the way we went down the field on that one that that that's the way we want this thing to look obviously there's a lot that we need to clean up um you know and especially with us up front we need to be better there's no doubt about that um but we know we can do it and we can do it against a very good defense in chicago um you know, I felt like we shot ourselves in the foot a lot too. Penalties, stupid penalties. Um, so all stuff that we can correct, clean up, and, and get this thing going in a in a positive direction. Thank you, Brian. Mike. Uh, it was uh, boy, it was a hell of a win, defensive win. Something nobody I think expected. I think there was only one national person on the telecast last night that picked the Packers to actually win the ball game. So everybody thought the Packers were going to lose, so it's somewhat of an upset. And now you come back and you're going to face just a better offense and just a good as, as good a defense, so you got a monumental task ahead of you. Aaron Jones running back left the game, looked like he was some sort of pain. He did return to the game. Matt LaFleur is going to talk this afternoon. But, man, this is great. Now, you've got this weekend off, and then you load up, and you got those next four or five games out of six at home at Lambeau Field. you got another tough defensive team and an interesting team offensively with Adam Thielen and that group coming down from the Vikings. But those players can rest up this weekend. And for me, I get to watch football all weekend long. I That's going to be awesome. I know. That's Sit back, awesome. relax, and enjoy yourself. Mike, good stuff, man. Good seeing you in uh, Chicago, and I'll see you in uh, Lambeau.
Great job last night with you and Gary. Thank you, Billy. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Mike Clements from NFL Serious Radio down there in Chicago, and now he gets to come home. So uh, good to get Mike back up into the uh, into the dairy state, so to speak. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.